Information sharing is talked about quite a bit in the cybersecurity arena, but how effective has it really been? Here, Kathleen Moriarty, a security architect for EMC, explains why information sharing is broken and steps organizations must take to make information sharing a priority. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Kathleen, you just issued a report about information sharing where you note that information sharing is broken. Why has information sharing to date been ineffective? I think we've had a mix of both effective and ineffective sharing to date, and I think there's a lot of opportunities for improvement. The report focuses in on a few key examples like the APWG who have really thought through their use cases and thought through what information is useful to share with whom and use a mix of sharing and proprietary methods to address problems. But then if you move to other sharing initiatives where it's very broad and the data isn't necessarily directed at the users but just meant to be useful tips to enact within sharing programs, you run into a number of problems. The first one is that an organization has to be large enough to have the resources to participate in this. So if you think about a security program, you're going to first worry about having good policies, good defense in depth, before you can get to having incident response handlers on staff, forensic experts. So the ability to have those resources is a big hurdle. And then the current sharing mechanisms require a lot of manual processing to figure out if the data shared is even useful to your organization before you can apply controls out. And then being able to have the resources to figure out, do I have data that's useful to share with others, is also a challenge. So I think those are some of the hurdles we're facing. And just for the sake of clarity, Kathleen, when we talk about information sharing, we're not just talking about cross-industry information sharing. We're talking about information sharing that even occurs within an organization itself among departments. Is that right? That's right, Tracy, and it's a great point. Some of the challenges larger organizations face is that they may have a central place where they receive data, and then they need to disseminate it out to different business units. And the problems they may run into is first, when they're receiving this data, as we mentioned, it comes in in formats where they're led to still using manual processes. So first they have that challenge. How do they aggregate their data? How do they consume it in a way where then they can process it and send it out to various business units? So within the financial sector, there's a number of large organizations that have to do just that. They process the data and then figure out how do I get it to each of the business units? And it's coming in in different formats. Do they just forward that email? Do they forward that comma-separated file? If it's in an automated format, is there a way for them to transform this to get it from the system they're using to process their data over to the system of that business unit? And then from that point, they might be receiving the same type of data from several sources. So the problems they'll run into using these different formats how do they know which source is the best source for data? How do they know which one they should pay attention to and prioritize the data that they're getting from that particular source? And some of the problems with that is that you're receiving data in different formats, and then you don't have necessarily the systems that can communicate the value back and forth, even within an organization, so that you understand that a feed is worthwhile to continue to receive. So reporting has been a problem and the ability to track and understand the value of data once it's used within the organization. 
Now, Kathleen, some organizations, such as banking institutions, have made strides to enhance information sharing within their organizations as well as among their peers, but they still say that they don't know that information sharing is really enhancing cybersecurity initiatives. Do you think this is a common misconception, or does it relate to some of the manual processes and hurdles that you just discussed? I think it's a mix. If you look at the examples in the paper with MOG and the APWG, they have great examples where they're able to aggregate data but then share it out in a very directed and actionable way. APWG, for instance, you are aggregating data on phishing attacks, and then vendors and partners and members are able to access this large data pool to perform different actions. The browser vendors use these sources and other sources to create their block lists and browsers. So if you think about it, it may not be labeled as sharing by most folks because they're receiving updated browser lists and organizations don't have to do anything for that to happen, but it's having an extremely broad impact. Organizations and users are benefiting from that sharing and the aggregation is happening through standards. However, the pushing out of browser block lists is happening within those vendor ecosystems of the browser providers, which is just fine because it's very effective and it's having a really broad impact with a few number of skilled resources having to actually do something. And then if you turn to the MOG examples where you have email operators working together, they're actually stopping spam at the source. So you're not having to share out information of who are spam sources and do blocking. They're just stopping it right at the source. And APWG does some similar things where they do work with law enforcement and members to take down malware distribution sites or command and control servers. And that's fed back into their pools of data so that your lists, your block lists, are not stale. And they can be updated from a centralized source and you don't have problems of the same data circulating around where you would have stale information potentially. You also asked about the misconception of sharing information and it not being effective. I think this is true in some cases. So if you look at models where you're just sharing broadly within siloed groups of peers and you might be sharing with multiple groups of peers, you could be running into the same data sources multiple times and having to process that and figure out what's useful or not. And you might not be aware of what problems have been addressed already. And in those cases, I, I think it is a challenge and could see the point of folks who are finding it ineffective. Now, Kathleen, historically, information sharing has been somewhat taboo, as many organizations have been reluctant to share too much. Do you think this perception still hinders information sharing today? In some respects, yes. However, I think large organizations have the skilled resources. They've worked through their legal processes. They know what they can share, and they also know what's useful to share and what's useful to receive. Most of the times when I ask an organization how many different data types do they actually exchange, it's typically a very small number. The highest number I've received back has been 12, and the lowest is 3. So it's typically a small set of information that is shared, but that could be very useful information to disseminate out to other parties. I think the bigger challenge is the skilled resources. If you're large enough to have the resources to participate in these sharing circles, you may be able to consume data, but what if you don't have the skilled resources to analyze your own environment and figure out what data is useful to share out? For that, you might need pretty skilled forensic experts in networking and malware and other fields. And I think that's part of the problem here. 
and how we should leverage vendors and the larger ecosystem to have a more effective sharing model. So extending how we define information sharing, not just as, as what people are dubbing as free between different organizations, but creating models that integrate with vendors and service providers for effective sharing and mitigation or even stopping particular attack types. Kathleen, in your report, you note that industry standards for information sharing can be a benefit as well as a hindrance. You've touched on this a little bit, but can you explain more thoroughly what you mean by standards for information sharing? In terms of it being a hindrance, I think some folks are jumping to the conclusion of what to use before they're mapping out their full use cases. So if you take the time to map out a use case and determine what's useful to share with whom, that's a very important first step in the process of sharing information because you may come up with very different models than just sharing your information quite broadly. Then when you get into standards, as chair for the MILE working group, some of our focus within the IETF is to make sure that we're winding up with interoperable solutions through standards. And what that means is just for the interface, if I am implementing a sharing solution, that interface has to be able to package up data and then send it to another party where they may have a different implementation and they unpackage that data and it means exactly the same thing. Standards don't have to be applied to database. They can be used there in that way, but that's not necessary for interoperability and could inhibit innovation in some ways. So standards really should be just left to the interface and should be based on requirements and there are many, many standards out there for sharing information. For instance, I brought up APWG. They use IODEF, and that's out of the IETF work. And then you have MOG, who's developed the abuse reporting format, which is also from the IETF. And then you have efforts like STICS out of DHS and MITRE. And those specifications are being adopted by FSISAC, for instance. They have different purposes, and that's okay. And I think folks have spent a bit too much time worrying about what gets used where and can we aggregate down to a single format. And I think that's not as important a question to ask as what do I need for my use cases. And groups that do take a look at what is it that they actually need to share and they focus in on their use case tend to be pretty successful to achieve an end game. Efforts like FSISAC, they're interested in a much broader range of data types that they would like to represent. And so they've looked to STICS to help solve their problems. I think that the conversations around standards have hindered us a little bit, and we need to move beyond those and just make sure that each group is evaluating their requirements and using what's necessary to meet their needs for effective sharing. But really thinking through those use cases, what do I share with whom? to have a broad impact. And Kathleen, what about the role that government plays in mandating information sharing? Right now, the government has just focused on their outward sharing, and I think that's very good. Mandating sharing that would be bi-directional would be a bit of a challenge, and I think it comes down to that resource issue as well. It's not easy for each organization to have the level of resources necessary to be able to digest information and figure out what's useful from their environment to share out. And some of the other challenges is that when you receive information from one source, you can't bleed it to another source. Otherwise, you could get shunned in the community. 
these types of challenges can be tackled by larger organizations, but if you move to small and medium-sized organizations, it becomes much tougher for them, just from a skilled resource perspective. And then, Kathleen, before we close, are there any final thoughts about the report that you would like to share? Although there are many challenges, I am optimistic that we can make a difference and sharing can be effective. And the motivation behind writing this paper was really to challenge people to think about their use cases and to think about sharing as effectively as they could. So are there ways within your use cases to share data in a directed way to have a broad impact? And if we move towards those models where we think of sharing as more of an ecosystem that involves not just sharing between organizations, but also with vendors, with law enforcement, in a fuller ecosystem, I think we'll achieve an end game where we actually improve our information security posture as a whole. Kathleen, I'd like to thank you again for your time this morning. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Kathleen Moriarty of EMC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.